California report talks debt relief tonight as San Francisco eliminates tens of millions of dollars owed by people for things like parking tickets. And the Port of Los Angeles says it's turning its attention now to holiday season cargo. After the latest on the fires burning locally and a look at weekend weather, we'll listen to the second part of an interview I did with air pollution specialist Julie Hunter. Felton Pruitt will close out the newscast in conversation with producer Scott Holbrook. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. We start with the toll of opioids on our state. In Los Angeles, two teenagers have been arrested after a female student died from an apparent fentanyl overdose at a high school in Hollywood this week. L.A. Police Chief Michael Moore says law enforcement believes one of the suspects, a 15-year-old boy, sold pills that were likely laced with a synthetic opioid to two 15-year-old girls on the Berenstein High School campus. One of the victims was found dead in a campus bathroom Tuesday night. The other remains hospitalized. Chief Moore says a larger drug ring is responsible. Our work does not stop because these two individuals, 15 and 16 years of age, are simply transferring and soldiering, if you will, this this distribution. There is a drug organization behind this. And Chief Moore says the other suspect allegedly sold pills at Lexington Park a few blocks from Bernstein High. L.A. Unified Superintendent Alberto Carvajo says this tragedy has rocked the district. Every time a child dies, particularly as a result of a heinous, murderous act, the fabric of our community is destroyed. One child, one soul at a time. So it's not acceptable. Now nationally, the CDC reports that in 2021, there were 71,000 drug overdose deaths in the U.S. linked to synthetic opioids like fentanyl. That's more than any other drug. In other news, because of a new state law, San Francisco's Superior Court has eliminated about $50 million in debt due to late fees for things like traffic tickets. KQED's Farida Javala Romero reports. AB 199 forgave hundreds of millions of dollars statewide in outstanding debt as of July 1st for civil assessments that were up to $300 a pop. That's a huge relief, especially for low-income Californians and people of color who are more likely to get pulled over for driving offenses, says Ann Stuldrer. She directs the Financial Justice Project at the San Francisco Treasurer's Office. To have, you know, a couple hundred dollars of debt relieved can really make the difference in someone being able to pay their rent, pay their bills. Going forward, the new law also caps civil assessments at $100. For the California Report, I'm Farida Javala Romero. With a nationwide rail strike now averted, the Port of Los Angeles is shifting its attention to the movement of cargo ahead of the fall and winter holiday shopping season. As KCRW's Megan Jamerson reports, much of that cargo is already at the port. Cargo volume was 15% lower in August, and a similar slowdown is expected in September. The Port of Los Angeles Executive Director Gene Soroka says this is partly because some cargo was diverted to ports on the East and Gulf Coast in anticipation of West Coast labor contract negotiations. But to keep things in perspective, even with this projected softer volume in the back half of the year, the Port of Los Angeles is headed toward the second busiest year in our history. 
And with a tentative labor agreement reached with rail workers, the port says it will work on clearing a backlog of boxes currently waiting for space on trains. The volume of cargo moved by rail is up sixfold since February. For the California Report, I'm Megan Jamerson in Los Angeles. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories, in stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute. Coming this fall, the launch of research vessel Falcor 2, advancing the frontiers of ocean science and exploration on the web at schmidtocean.org. And finally, a preview of what's on our sister show, the California Reports Weekly Magazine. This year, the U.S. Mint is releasing five new quarters with images of trailblazing American women. One of them will feature Anna Mae Wong. She was Hollywood's first Chinese-American movie star and now the only Asian-American to appear on U.S. currency. Magazine host Sasha Koka tells us about the life and legacy of the pioneering actress. That's Anna Mae Wong in the 1938 film When You Were Born. She plays an astrologer helping detectives crack a murder case. Look at that reporter we were talking to. He's always trying to be in two places at the same time. Anna Mae Wong was born in Los Angeles in 1905. A third-generation Chinese-American, she grew up helping out at her dad's laundromat on North Figueroa Street. As the movie business began to take off in Hollywood, she would skip school to visit film sets, and then she would come home and mimic what she saw the actors doing. Eventually, she got her first role in silent films and then in talkies. I think I'll do the Chinese poem. A Chinese poem? You know, the one that goes like this? That's a clip of Anna Mae Wong in the short film called Hollywood Parade that came out in 1934. When she spoke English, she actually didn't speak English with a stereotyped Chinese accent. She spoke it like she would as a Chinese-American who was born and raised, you know, in Los Angeles. That's Nancy Wong Yoon, author of Real Inequality, Hollywood Actors and Racism. She says Anna Mae Wong faced a lot of obstacles in her career, having to play stereotyped roles, losing out on parts, and earning far less than her white counterparts. But she also blazed a trail for Asian American actors in Hollywood by persevering in the industry. She was actually able to essentially say that she was putting on this Chineseness as an act. But I think that she really did leverage it in order to build a career and and still, I think, uh, perform it with dignity. You can learn more about the life and career of Anna Mae 
Wong on this week's California Report magazine. You can listen to it on some public radio stations or get the magazine's podcast. And you can get the podcast for this, The Daily Show, as well. And that's the California Report for Friday, September 16th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Katie McMurrin, Danny Bringer, Chris Hoff, Jim Bennett, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Amanda Stupai and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Keith Sung. Our vice president of news is Ethan Tobin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day and weekend. Turning to local news, the Mosquito Fire grew by over 5,000 acres on Thursday, with the fire's perimeter now mapped at almost 70,000 acres. Thousands of people remain under evacuation orders, and the estimated date of containment is October 15th. The Dutch Fire, which started on Tuesday along the westbound I-80 off-ramp at Dutch Flat, is holding at 48 acres and is expected to be fully contained by Saturday. Looking now at weather and air quality, in Nevada City and Grass Valley, tonight mostly clear with a low around 51 degrees, On Saturday, areas of smoke before 10 a.m. with increasing clouds and showers in the afternoon and a high near 75. On Saturday night, mostly cloudy with a low around 48. Sunday, more showers likely with a high near 63 degrees. Today's PM 2.5 average AQI in Nevada City was 93, moderate, while the ozone AQI averaged 49, which is good. On Saturday, the PM 2.5 AQI for Nevada City and Grass Valley is forecast to be moderate, with the best air quality likely in the late afternoon. In Truckee and the Lake Tahoe region, tonight mostly clear with a low around 36. On Saturday, expect widespread haze and areas of smoke with a high near 64. There will be a 20% chance of showers on Saturday night, with the snow level dropping to 7,800 feet after midnight and a low around 38 degrees. Showers are likely, mainly afternoon on Sunday, with a high near 55. Today's PM 2.5 average AQI in Truckee was 192, unhealthy. The ozone AQI sensors did not report any values as of this evening. The best air quality in the Truckee and Lake Tahoe area on Saturday will likely occur during the early morning hours. For our listeners in Sacramento and the surrounding valley, tonight mostly clear with a low around 57. Then on Saturday, the high will near 79 with widespread shower chances in the late afternoon. The low on Saturday night will be around 60 degrees. On Sunday in Sacramento, showers are likely with a high near 69. Today's PM 2.5 average AQI in Sacramento was 45, good, while the ozone AQI averaged 42, also good. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. I was fortunate to talk to Julie Hunter recently. She's an air pollution control specialist with the Northern Sierra Quality Management District. Yesterday, we heard part of that interview where she talked about PM 2.5 air pollution. That's the pollution caused by tiny particles produced by wildfires. Today, we'll listen to her explain ozone, the other pollutant of concern here in the foothills. A lot of our listeners are concerned about ozone. Could you talk to me a bit about that, please? 
Sure. Ozone is, and, and, and ozone is not a pollutant. It's actually a chemical reaction. So we do not experience any ozone unless you get the perfect reaction of NOx, which is oxides of nitrogen, VOC, which is volatile organic carbons, plus sunlight equals ozone. So ozone does not come out of wildfire smoke, but it can be created. What I've been told is that based on where we are in relation to Sacramento, the state's capital, and the way the prevailing winds blow, that we get a lot of ozone in the summer. Yeah, ozone transport is a big thing. What is the danger of too much ozone? So that's going to be, it's going to be the same health messages as are on the air quality index scale. So once once that AQI reaches the orange level or that unhealthy for sensitive groups, you know, we do ask people to reduce their activity outside or limit their activity outside. Again, it can it can cause it can cause effects to your lungs. It can get into your um, bloodstream because it is a gas. But the same health messages are going to be used on that AQI scale for public health messaging. It's just a different pollutant. What is the minimum to report in terms of the pollutants to help people to take steps to keep themselves safe? I'm guessing that it's going to be PM 2.5 and ozone. What are your thoughts? Yep, PM 2.5 and ozone are the primary pollutants of concern. So, for example, during the summertime, if we're not having wildfire impacts, our biggest pollutant of concern is ozone. Then when you add the wildfire impacts, the biggest pollutant of concern could be PM 2.5 or ozone, depending on how much smoke is produced. Now, in the wintertime, the air quality index is typically driven by PM 2.5 due to wood stove smoke. That is when you'll see that PM 2.5 rise in the winter. We won't see the air quality index get up to um, higher levels in the winter because we're just not producing that ozone uh, although it is, it does get kind of tricky. Sometimes we do get some ozone, especially with the transport, like you were talking about. But yes, absolutely, those two are the two primary pollutants of concern when we're talking about the air quality index and, and the public health messaging. Julie, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. It's great talking to you. The Ain't Necessarily Dead Fest is this Saturday starting at high noon just off I-80 at Regional Park in North Auburn, the free all-ages event will feature two stages in a big grassy area with lots of room for folks to let their hair down and boogie. Felton Pruitt talks next with producer Scott Holbrook about this festivity in the foothills. We're talking with Scott Holbrook. He's producing the Ain't Necessarily Dead Fest, which is coming up this Saturday, September 17th, out in Auburn. Is it the Auburn Regional Park? What's the name of the park there, Scott? Yeah, it's called Regional Park, a fancy name, just off of Dry Creek and 49 in North Auburn. And it's got a great lineup. Tell people about it. Well, it's just a good old day of music. We got funk, soul, and of course, some good old Grateful Dead music. We got local bands, you know, Lance Laswell, uh, Moody Cat. Love Mischief, The Band Beyond Description with Johnny Mojo, Sean Leahy. And then we have uh, some bands coming up from the Bay Area. From we got uh, a whole bunch. We've got Hot Mountain Dips and Johnny Mojo and Pete Grant are going to be joining them. 
We have the Ain't Necessarily Dead All-Stars featuring uh, Garrett Deloian from uh, Jerry's Middle Finger that will be leading that crew. And David Nelson is coming up and doing a special set with Pete Grant and a few other people. Might see everything from uh, old-timey music to, to David Nelson Band and New Riders. And the new Moon Alice takes over with uh, their fun. They'll bring Lester, Chamber, and the T-Sisters. And then we wind up with a, a good old Grateful Dead set with Stu Allen and Mars Hotel. Just an amazing day of music. That is an um, amazing, that's a lot of music there, Scott. <laughs> Ten hours nonstop. We got two stages. And uh, oh, I can't forget Chris Heckman's going to be our roaming traveling musician, too. Local, local singer-songwriter done good. So explain to people the the concept of the Ain't Necessarily Dead Fest. You know, it comes from a lot. Uh, as many people know, we started Party in the Park years ago. And I've always been a huge fan of the Hardly Strictly Bluegrass, which kind of a little play where we came up with the Ain't Necessarily Dead Fest, where just it's a whole day of, of fun and family and people getting together to enjoy good music. And family is key. We really wanted to do something for parents and families that they can't necessarily take the family to go to High Sierra, Hangtown, you know, or Strawberry Music Fest necessarily. It's a lot of money and a lot of stuff. So uh, we've worked together to make this a free day. There's a big kid zone with some low-cost kid activities from bounce houses to make your own tie-dye T-shirts. You know, we, we've been blessed by having some amazing beer sponsors. And this year, Revision Brewing, which I don't know if people know the history, but a good friend, Wesley Robertson, and a bunch of us all got to new Jeremy from when he founded Knee Deep Brewing. And he later went off on his own and uh, started Revision Brewing. And he just really loves this community and all that we're doing and the, the team at Revision Brewing is donating 100% of their, their beer plus for this day. We're talking with Scott Holbrook. He's the producer of the Ain't Necessarily Dead Fest. It's going on in Auburn this Saturday, September 17th from noon on. Hey, uh, Scott, tell people a little bit more about some of your headliners now. We've got Moon Alice and then uh, Stu Allen and Mars Hotel, which are just two fantastic bands. Yeah, Stu Allen, you know, those in the dead world know he's probably one of the best best people at recreating the spirit and, and mood of a Grateful Dead show that around. I mean, he, of course, plays with, uh, like, Phil Lesh and Friends. He's a, a major member of that. He's been touring around the country with Phil Lesh doing that. And, and he recently took over and was the lead guitar and singer for Dark Star Orchestra when they did their recent Northern California tour at a couple festivals and shows. And just an amazing talent. And he puts together a different hotel. You never know who's checking into the hotel. This year, we, we got some amazing people going to be joining in. I know Mookie Siegel, uh, amazing keyboard player is going to be on keyboards. Uh, Nick Sandoval is coming up from Southern California. He kind of plays the role of Bob Weir. It's just going to be an amazing band and just really reliving the spirit and fun of the Grateful Dead. And this year we're kind of loosely celebrating the spirit of 72 
uh, which was an amazing year for the Grateful Dead, you know, the Europe 72 or two tour. And So tell us a little bit about Moon Alice. Moon Alice is, <laughs> where, where, where do I begin with Moon Alice? Moon Alice is just so much more in the band. They've, they've been around for years, decades now. They originally started supplying other brothers and were a staple at events like Carthage Strictly Bluegrass. And, and they're an amazing band and, and just do wonderful things for the musical world out there above and beyond their music. As I mentioned, Moon Alice is helping with the production and lighting and backdrop. Uh, they'll help put on a crate. We have a big LED screen in the background. It's truly amazing. And the band itself is just it's on fire these days. Uh, the, the core of the band includes Pete Sears, the amazing bass player who used to play with everyone from Rod Stewart to Jefferson Starship. You have Barry Sless, who's been all over the place with Great American Taxi, David Nelson Band, and, and now he's touring with Bob Weir and the Wolf Brothers. You have on drums John Molo, who was Bruce Hornsby's drummer for a long, long time, and you go, you go look at his Wikipedia. He's been all over the place on keyboards. Uh, I believe they're bringing Mookie Siegel this year. Just, just amazing on keyboards. And then, of course, Roger McNamee on guitar and vocals rounds up the, the original core of Moon Alice. And since then, they've added the T-Sisters, who are amazing harmonists. They tour on their own, and they're pretty good favorites of the local region here. They've been playing Grass Valley in California and Nevada City for a long time now on their own. And then just to shove it over the top, the amazing Lester Chambers and the new Chambers Brothers uh, featuring his grandson, Dylan. And it just all together, it's, it's just an experience you got to see live to really appreciate. You know, Scott, I was going to ask you how people can get tickets, but it's a free event. It is totally free. You know, uh, you can find out information uh, at uh, aintdeadfest.com or you can go on Facebook and you, you can find out directions and everything. But absolutely no ticket is needed. It's, it's a whole free day. Thanks to our sponsors. Once again, uh, Revision Brewing is a big one, but we have Gold Vibe, Kambuchery from Nevada City. Is joining in the Ridge Golf Course, uh, individuals like Veronica Blake, just just a whole core of people that that came together so we can put this on for free. Tell people where the park is. It, it's at three seven seven zero Richardson Drive, but you access it right off at Dry Creek Road and Forty Nine. That's the corner where the Arco is and the Sinclair gas station with the green dinosaur. It's just right off that road, just a little west of it. And then you can't miss it. We'll have signs out there and it's going to be a lot of people there. So we really recommend you come early. All right. We've been talking with Scott Holbrook. He's producing the Ain't Necessarily Dead Fest going on this Saturday from noon until whenever over there at Auburn Regional Park. It's going to be a great day of entertainment september 17th tomorrow at auburn have a great time scott <laughs> keep smiling Felton. appreciate it and we hope to see you there that's our newscast 
KVMR gets support from listeners just like you and from businesses like Gold Country Workers Comp Center. Kyle Adamson and Kim Lavallee offer 50 years of legal experience in workers' compensation, disability, social security, and more. Consultations available to discuss issue resolution. Information at goldcountryworkerscomp.com. And Ubidoc's Urgent Care, since 2000. Providing walk-in medical and urgent care, excepting most insurance. Open 8 to 6, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 on Saturdays and holidays. Located in the Fowler Center, Grass Valley. Ubidoc's.com. Thanks very much for listening and for supporting independent media. Join us right here on Monday at 6 p.m. for another edition of the KVMR Evening News. Until then, I'm Claudio Mendonça. Have a great weekend.